Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast, powered by Emeritus. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Director of Operations, Lindsay Peterson. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another postseason episode of The Dig. The Huskers advance to regional action and will face Georgia Tech at 1 o'clock on Thursday. I'm Jessica Cootie, joined once again by the Director of Operations, Lindsay Peterson. Well, it's survive in advance time, right? Uh, overall, what were your big takeaways from the weekend? It is survive in advance, and um, we're happy that we advanced and have this opportunity again for another NCAA match this week. But uh, this weekend was it was a little shaky start um, to be expected. That first round match is always a little scary. And if you look across the board at how some of the top teams did, some of them went four, some of them had tight matches. And um, it's just NCAA nerves starting it. It's a different, a little bit different look of all the, um, f- the format changes a little bit when NCAA starts and it's not a normal home match. Uh, you also see that these teams that you're going to match up with, it's hard to replicate that in practice for us. Uh, we just don't see that in our practice. So in order for us to try to prepare going into that match is, uh, makes it difficult. So, uh, it's a little it's a little sloppy sometimes, some unorthodox plays, and that can just get a team out of rhythm. And we saw that on Friday night with our girls and our team. And But we were able to respond and come back the next night and play a much better, cleaner match against Missouri. And um, we saw some really high-level volleyball, I felt, in that match against Missouri that our team and Missouri served really well. They have some big hitters. And so it was a good matchup and um, more familiar to what we see in the Big Ten. They're they're similar to some of the Big Ten teams we face, which was an advantage for our players um, compared to Friday night because it was just the familiarity of, of what you're going to see on the side of the net and what's going to be coming at you just helps you get in your rhythm and, and focus in the match a little bit quicker. So um, overall, I think we ended the, the weekend on a high note and the girls are teams confident going into this week and uh, ready to get going. Yeah, Jalen told... Uh, JB and Lauren after the game they felt like the effort was better too just overall uh, what was the challenge for the team coming off the first win when you are managing so much and and it probably is maybe a little bit to be expected with some of those nerves and and some young players that going through it for the first time but to get them to respond in the, the way that they did against Missouri coach just did a uh, challenged them a little bit after the match you know after that first match is saying you guys don't look like a team that's on a mission right now. You look, you you know, the the effort, the execution wasn't at the level that it needs to be for us to accomplish the goals we're after here in this postseason. So challenge them to uh, really come out the next day and, and refocus and um, get back to playing Nebraska volleyball. The style of volleyball we played Friday night was not normal for us. It looked like we were a little hesitant, maybe a step slow, not as much energy. Um, and we needed that and, and just focused and stressed the importance of we have to create our own energy. We have to stay focused on our team and what we do on our side of the net, no matter who's on the other side of the net. And, and I felt like the, the team responded really well and, and came out on Saturday with a sense of urgency that we didn't see on Friday. Yeah, and, and the start, you guys get off to a great start and a lot of it behind Bergen's at the service line. How big was that to have her come out and, and kind of set the tone in that way? Serving is always a big key for us, and we talk about it. I mean, as we continue on, it's even a bigger deal. These matches, you know, this week, we've got to be great from the service line because we're facing powerful offenses, and the only way that it helps slow down those offenses and sets up our defense is by your serve. So um, to see the players confident back from the service line, to see Bergen start off, um, get us going, it really created a lot of momentum. It created a lot of energy. 
with our crowd. Our crowd really um, got excited to start, and so that helps our team um, just with that extra boost. But it also gives our team, when they see Bergen go off and start serving like that, it helps them go back to the service line and feel like they can do the same thing. It's kind of contagious when you see it starts out on a big run. It gives them hope that and you know, confidence that when they go back there, they can do the same thing. And our serving was much better on Saturday night. Our race, our ace-to-air ratio, um, much more in our favor and what we'd like to see. And so that was that was a big positive for us. Missouri was a good serving team as well. And um, you can see them settle in a little more as the match got on. And, and maybe we backed off on our serves a little bit, or maybe they just got a little more comfortable because we didn't stress them quite as much. Uh, but they they had some tough servers. They had a lot of different style servers. We didn't see the t- same type of serve. You saw a jump serve. You saw a short serve. You saw a jump float. So it just kept our passers guessing. And and but that that helps us prepare us for what we're going to see this week as well. How do you guys go about determining who's the first person to serve, in, night in and night out, who are in each rotation, whatever that might be? Well, we like to we look at matchups a little bit, but we look at what our strength is and. Um, we want to have a pretty strong front row to start. And so when you look at if Bergen is serving, that puts Harper, Merritt, and Becca in the front row right away. And that's a, that's a powerful front three. And then it also have Lexi and, and Laney's in back row. So you have two you know, defensive specialist-minded players back there as well. So it's a way to really come out and get out on a team early because you're putting your strengths out first. Um, Bergen's been able to go on runs. She has a great serve and... And it also helps her as a setter get in a rhythm. I mean, she's back there touching the ball right away. She's going to be touching the ball setting all the time. So the more, you know, control and quicker she can get into the flow of the match, is the better it is. And having her start from the service line allows her to do that. You mentioned, Becca, before we talk about what she did on Saturday, let's go back to Maggie Mendelson and just, uh, again, what led to her being able to earn that, that opportunity to be able to play on Friday night against LAU. Well, Maggie is been great in practice and um, had had some opportunities to play throughout the season and um, we just we wanted to coach wanted to reward her and give her the opportunity to play this NCAA game and start and she had worked hard in practice and uh, her connections were well she was doing great blocking and offensively so it gives the team a different look and it helps build her confidence because you know, it, we're a team you never know when you're going to be called on. And so we want everyone to be ready to go. And that just helps uh, Maggie be even more ready down the line. And it also allowed Becca to you know, rest a little bit. She, Becca's a you know, total team player and was switched modes to how can I help my team from the sideline. And um, it was just great to see that we were able to make that switch and still there wasn't much change in how our production was on the court. And you talked last week about the importance of being able to be fresh. So how helpful is that, too, when you have a back-to-back that you can give Becca a little bit of rest and, and really rely on somebody like Maggie to come in and, and continue up the efforts there up front? It's very beneficial because Becca is 110% all the time. And um, for her to be able to come in fresh on Saturday night, uh, you saw her, she had big blocking numbers. She's a big threat in the front row for us defensively. And then she's constantly getting up offensively, which is, is tough for a middle when you're asking them to move pen to pen to block, but then get up every play. And, and Becca does that. And whether she's getting set or not, she's still slowing down that middle blocker to help our pen attackers. So um, when you have a middle like that doing that constantly, if they can um, have a little bit of time off and, and be able to give 100% the next night. That's That was to our advantage. And 
Beck, like I said, Beck is 110% all the time. So as long as we can keep her tank full, as long as we can, that would be key for us. How good was the block there too in that first set? Yeah, our, our blockers were um, very much on their tendencies. They had a great setup. They're getting over and we knew that those outside hitters are big hitters. They have a lot of great shots and our a block, you know, with Bergen serve, it, it helped our block know where to go, but it they did a fabulous job of just getting over. And that was a big change too that we wanted to see because our block was a little bit um, off the night before. And that's to be somewhat expected when you're facing a, a team that's a little smaller, hits different shots, the timing's different. It just, it affects the rhythm of your blocking. And to see them get back in that rhythm Saturday night is a big confidence boost for us. You know, the uh, ESPN broadcast, they were talking about Harper Murray and how aggressive she seemed to come out in those those first two matches. How important was that for her to come out and, and, and kind of be that way, especially in these first two matches of the NCAA tournament? I mean, the NCAA is new for these freshmen and they've never been in it. And just as we said, there'll be nerves. I mean, there's going to be new nerves for them because they haven't seen this just as there are for our older players because it's NCAA tournament time. So um, Harper is an elite competitor and um, she knows what's on the line for these matches and uh, to see her come out and aggr be aggressive and that only feeds into the other team and gives, you know, anybody that may be a little nervous, some confidence to see, to go out and do the same thing. And, but Harper, Harper has been, that's, that's her kind of her mojo. I mean, she's just an aggressive player. She, she wants to win. She wants to be great and she competes at a high level. So um, it was not a shock to see her come out and do that. And she knows that that's going to be vital for our team as we move down the road. So we also talked last week about film and watching film. So when you're in the tournament now and it's on to the next, how much do you guys dive into what you did the previous two matches and, and learn from that and take away from that? And how much you just close the chapter and move on to the next? Oh, we very much watch our match and try to learn from our side of the net um, while also preparing for who we're going to face. Because we're still, although you're not going to see major changes and improvements at this point, there's little tweaks we can mm -hmm. do that will definitely benefit our team. So our coaches are watching film, seeing maybe what's a little change here and there that will just give us a little more advantage or give us a higher hitting percentage or help somebody in passing or there's something we're seeing tempo wise with our sets we need to change a little bit so they're constantly looking at that and learning from each match on what we can do to get better and then also now preparing for georgia tech and seeing what we're going to face against them and seeing how we can structure what our strengths are to help slow down their strengths so now that you you know georgia tech and, and we did we talked a little bit about preparation last week but just um how do the practices, how are the practice structured this week and going into this regional round to prepare for what you've got coming up this week? Well, it's a different week for us with a Thursday match and a Thursday afternoon match. So um, it really changes our training schedule this week. We'll we'll practice, you know, try to go hard today and tomorrow, but Wednesday then now it's a, it's a set schedule because all the teams are back in and we'll have an early practice that's not normal to our routine. So we need to think of that and start getting adjusted mentally and um, with that change. And and then same thing on Thursday. We play early, so um, it would be a really early practice for us again on Thursday. And So it's a different week for us compared to last week, not playing back-to-back, -back, having a day in between um, matches this week with the way regionals are set up and um, the number of days we have to prepare for the match because we still have to be very um, cognizant of wanting our players to come in fresh, but yet they have to be able to make some changes and also pick up on what we need to be prepared for for Georgia Tech in just a couple days. 
So then um, one o'clock on Thursday and, you know, I think people maybe expected you guys might have an early match and you have to deal with what you're given, right? You don't get a say in that. So um, thoughts on that and how important is it for, hey, it's a matinee volleyball match. You guys need it to be rocking on, on Thursday. Yeah, we absolutely need the fans out there on Thursday and it'll be great volleyball. And um, like I said, we, we don't control the time of it. So we take what we can get and then um, can control what we control. And uh, our fans have been great from previous NCAA tournaments when we've had early matches, they've come out and, and been a real key for us. And um, so I expect the same thing Thursday and it is going to be great volleyball. It's going to be great volleyball day. So you can come watch two great matches at you know, here and then go somewhere and watch it on TV or go back home and watch volleyball day. And I think that's what's important is, you know, the sport now has, you're going to have eight real high level volleyball games on TV um, on Thursday. And, and because in, in order to be able to do that, we have to start games earlier just to be able to, for the ESPN to get those on. But it says, it speaks volume for our sport. We want to be in the situation where all these matches are televised and, um, We've, we've played in some early games, some early Sunday matches, so we're used to a 1, 2 o'clock start. We've been in those situations before, so it's not something completely brand new to us. And, um, but it is, it's a weekday, and that might change uh, some of the schedules for our fans, but we hope that they see the importance of this match as well, and, and we know the loyalty of our fans, and we have the greatest ones out there, so we expect them to be rocking on Thursday. So you've been a part of this, and, and you've seen how this unfolded many, many times. Is it something where... Nebraska plays sometimes in the afternoons because you know that you're going to have fans and you're going to have people watching, or is it just timing of the other matches? Uh, how do you, how does it, how do they go into the decision of who plays when, I guess? The decision is, is primarily based off of TV time slot. And also um, they look at where the regionals are at. So you have one East coast regional, you have one West coast regionals. Those pretty much solidified the first time slots and the last time slots. And so then the two Midwest regionals with Wisconsin and Nebraska, they're going to look at uh, matchups, how they look on paper, what may draw the most viewers, um, be most appealing to the viewers, and, and then put those matches on primetime. Uh, they know there's ESPN2 and ESPNU, so then they structure which matches they want on which one of those networks to, to uh, show. So it's the NCAA and ESPN work through all that and figure out what they think is best for the sport and what's going to allow the most viewership and then present the schedule to the teams. You just hit on it a little bit, but how good is that though, that now you've gotten to the point where this is an issue that you are working through that you are on television and the, just again, the growth of the sport that now, Hey, people are going to be tuning in and they're going to be tuning in all day, a little bit like March madness when we see from the basketball games, but just the growth and, and that you are at this place now from where it started into where it is now. Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, regionals the sweet 16 16 round wasn't on tv i mean it was just regional finals um and then even then sometimes it was just on maybe espn plus it wasn't a major network so to see now that we're getting eight matches on it does have that march madness feel uh i think it speaks a lot to the sport the growth of the sport the popularity of the sport and that's a trend we've seen a lot this year uh, the ncaa committee spoke a lot about it um in their selection show just talking about the strength of the schedule and the matchups that you are going to see throughout this tournament and the chance that there being upsets. And that makes that that much more exciting. And in past years, you know, maybe 10 years ago, the parody in volleyball wasn't the same as it is now. So you rarely saw those top seeds go down or a tough match until you got to the final four. Well, now you're seeing these big matchups 
um, with seeds, you know, that maybe aren't a top seed, but they're a four or five, and it's going to be a battle, and that's that's what makes it exciting. So it'll be a fun day of volleyball, and I think the fans out there enjoy that and take the, you know, just as people do for March Madness, plan that in their calendars. I think they look at NCAA and when the Sweet 16 and our regionals are going to be on for volleyball and plan accordingly too so they're able to take in as many matches as they can. Awesome. All right, let's talk about Georgia Tech. What have you guys seen out of them watching <clears throat> film? What are going to be the big keys against Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech's a very talented team. They had a huge win at Florida. They were, showed a lot of resilience in that match, win in five it, at Florida. It was a tough environment, and so we know that that's not going to phase them to come in here and um, play at our home court, and so we have to be ready for a, a battle. Uh, we tell our players it's three p games by two points, and that's the mindset they have to have. Georgia Tech is a team that has several foreigners on it. They have a couple players from Brazil, Argentina, New Zealand. So um, it's a different, some of them bring a little bit different style of play to the game, but um, their pen hitters take some big swings. They have some big hitters on the pens, and they're a well-coached team. They're a fiery team. Uh, they they play with a lot of emotion, and so we're going to be it's going to be a challenge for us to match their emotion and um, but stay consistent on our side and not let the highs be too high or the lows be too low. And that's been a strength of our team is to be able to play next point mentality and understand that Georgia Tech is a a, a talented team. They're going to have big plays. They're going to get big kills, um, but we got to maintain on our side of the net and um, be able to rebound and refocus to the next play. So it's going to be it's going to be a battle. I mean they. They have their physical, they're a physical team. They have their tough serving team um, and their coach, their coach has done a, a great job. I mean, she's been there for several years. She came from coaching in a JUCOs here at Western Nebraska. So we've known her um, for several years. We matched up against her teams a couple different times and they'll come in well coached and prepared for sure. How much do you like to get to pay attention to every, all the other matches that are going on in the tournament? It is fun to see because you're, you know your conference teams. Mm -hmm. You also know the teams you might have played non-conference. So to see those matchups and see how they play, it, it's fun to see how that plays out. And it gives you a better idea of maybe the level like you hear that, you know, the SEC or the ACC got so many teams in and it was how good their conference this year. And so it's fun to see the matchups of the Big Ten teams versus those conference teams to see, you know, was the level similar? Were you know, we're, is one conference a little more superior this year than another conference? And um, it's just, it's an exciting time. And, you know, you see these teams that go in and everyone knows that it's their, it could be their last match. So there's a little extra motivation on the line and you see the, the grit and the effort uh, a little bit more intense than you would maybe in a regular season uh, game. But it's fun to watch and just see the level of volleyball across the board and um, see how your, your conference foes are doing and um, makes it even more exciting as you go down the road with the hope of maybe to see your conference team continue to proceed forward and, and get more teams down the road. So you're Team Big Ten then? Team Big Ten. You got to support your <laughs> conference. Um, you know, I, and it's going to be an SEC battle in the other matchup that, and I know you guys are all on Georgia Tech, but we've seen Kentucky, Arkansas, Kentucky. What do you maybe expect out of that matchup? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect there. That's going to be a, a tough match. I don't know that going in I could say I expect this team to win. It's, yeah. it's a pretty even battle, um, which will make it fun for our fans to stay and watch mm -hmm. that. And, uh, yeah, we've had Kentucky here. We've played them, but they have, they're a different team than they were when we played them in September. And um, 
you know, Coach Skinner having been here and we know Coach Skinner well that he's he always has a team that plays really hard and is a well-prepared team at this point in the stage in the game. And Arkansas is a team that hasn't hasn't really been in uh, since the last couple of years, hasn't advanced this far. So it's a little bit more new to them and a new experience for them. But it'll be fun to see. I, I They both are very familiar with each other. So when you've played a team twice and then you're getting ready to match up again, it's always interesting to see. It's kind of a chess match of what little changes each team can make to try to get a, an advantage, a two-point advantage here or there because you know that team so well. Should be fun. Um, you know, last week, going into last week, it was kind of the first week of it. And then now you got the second week of it. How does it change other than, you know, the, the timing of it and having to play in the afternoon? But how do you change mentally preparing this team going into this week and, and the challenges of getting this team ready to play this weekend? Well, you we talked about it that I don't necessarily feel like we need to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Our team has been playing in big matches all year. I mean, we had big matches non-conference big matches. We played in a football stadium full of 92,000. I mean, we've played against Wisconsin twice. We've had plenty of big matches. There was the go undefeated and the pressure of going undefeated in non-conference to then trying to, you know, win Big Ten. So the pressure has been on the team and the the level of expectation has been on our team all year. So to, to come into this week and think we need to reinvent the wheel or really change things would, would not be an advantage to our team. Our team is, has experienced this all year and it's just, it's another match. And, but it, yeah, there's, everyone knows the implications of the match, but it's also just another match. And, right. and we have prepared all year to put ourselves in this situation. So that's really the mindset we're using and our team will use to approach because we, we, it's not a big change for us. It's no different. And, and we have the luxury of saying that. Not all teams can say that because they maybe were battling early on the year and hoping to get to a point where they could make tournament. And now they've had a couple upsets to get where they're at. And so um, it's a little different for us, but that's that's the way we'll go in and the focus we'll have this week. Great stuff. All right. We lunch with the Huskers and and bring drink your coffee, be amped up. You guys need it loud and rowdy on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, most definitely. We want it's a one o'clock match, but we want it to sound like that seven o'clock match against Wisconsin in mid-October and and uh, we know our fans will respond and it, it will be exciting. It's a great, great day for volleyball and it'll be an exciting day. So one other thing I was going to ask you about, just the day in between, to not mm-hmm. have to go back to back. Uh, how good is that for this, the teams in the sport to not have to have that grind of the back to back and have that day's rest in between? That's been an, an awesome change for the sport and our team. That was something that didn't exist. You went back to back. And I mean, these regional games are almost more difficult than what you have in the Final Four, just because the intensity and pressure of these matches and to get to the final four rests in these. Um, so to have a day off just to emotionally, physically, mentally reset, uh, I think is going to help the game. It, it allows this, the teams to play at a high level the next night. Um, and it's, it's a better replication of what you're going to face the following week if you advance to the final four with days off. And so our teams deserve this. It's been like this in basketball for years and years. And to now see this change in, in volleyball has been a huge switch for the athletes and the teams and allows our student athletes to play at their best when it matters most. Absolutely. All right. Well, fantastic insight as always. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Jessica. Again, that is Lindsay Peterson, uh, the Director of Operations with Nebraska Volleyball.
The Dig is, as always, powered by Emeritus. And make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to Never Miss an Episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network Podcast.